Ало. Нехи тост. И трябва да го пуснеш. Май трябва, нали? Какво? Викам, трябва да го пуснеш да записва, за да записва, не записва, нали? Еми, тук от хикчето ми казва финиш рекординг. А, значи може започва да записва. Хм. И сега ти прати ли му такова покана? Това ще е малко странно. Пратил съм, да. Това го записваш е малко странно, ама. Надолу мога да се едитнеш, Юро. Ми сега ще видим. Мисля, нямаш опции нещо друго да правиш сега, нали? То само да пише. Не, само това мога. Ще го добавя в това ли? Да. Не ми даваш само с номера. Ай, ще видим. Повикаш? Векам, сега ще видим какво ще стане. Аз съм си го нагласил тук до Wi-Fi, ако трябва нещо. Да не избега бухата. Но според мен ще може да се махне това. Ако не се махне, ще е интересно по. Как ям в началото? Аз като дойдеш с първа мал. Ти не яда ли си? Не, ще оправих на майка ми новия телефон. Виктор телефон изехте. Ели ти го взех. Xiaomi Redmi. Кво е това? Популярна китайска марка. Където в момента прави телефони много добро. Мисля най-доброто качество от цена са отношения. Това не е какво от Алиэкспрес ли каква? Не бе, те си ги продават и тук, в смисъл от фирма за телефони. Ама тя от тук ли си взе? Да. От iPhone.com Абсолютно съм учил. Телефона. Супер популярни са, в смисъл. Xiaomi е в момента в топ 5 на най-продаваните телефони. Аха. Мисъл, те там са Samsung, iPhone, Huawei, забравих кой още, и Xiaomi са пети. Мода е Sony. Не, Sony са бокулти, никой не купува Sony. Така ли? Да. Мода е Lenovo нещо от тя. Lenovo по-може, да. Да. Xiaomi са някакви мултимилиардна компания в момента. Е, сигурно. И наистина телефона изглежда много добре. Ей, примерно струва 200 лева. И с какви характеристики? 2 гигабайта RAM, 16 гигабайта storage, двойна SIM карта, 13 мегапикселова камера. Хубава ли е камерата? Погледна ли? Да, мисъл, там не е някакъв топ. Ама прави и сносни снижи. Не е някакъв топ. Много па си модерен. Ма е някакво окей. Абе, ако го минимизирам, ще стане ли нещо? Чуваш ли малко? Да. 
Я го виждам в Инстаграм. Аз иначе му пратих 100% му прати. Да, да, това продължава. Да, пратил съм. Чакай. Всъщност не знам дали съм опратил. Чакай, ми кусиш пак да пробваме. Ами я му прати пак или не? Не знам, да трябва да го спра. Чакай или да, да добавя хора. Добави хора. Ту. Е, ще набутам с един смс на. Това не е смс, това не го прави в Добре, ми прати. Да, със сигурност му прати. Чуваш ме? Mm-hmm. Чай, че че какво е написал. Но от не те, аз много тихо те чувам. В момента? Mm-hmm. Са, добре ме чуваш, ме? Не. Не, бас, тъпото. Извърваме, стана много тихо. Не, бас, защо? Какво? Са, чуваш ме? Чакай, че се все едно говорим по телефона, смисъл. Я кажи нещо. Нещо. Не знам, изведнъж от високо говорител стана на... Все едно си говорим по телефона. Не знам. Нищо не съм променял. Аз не съм. Не знам. Ама батерик нещо не чуваме. Итан, Ники, Итан. Оф, сами имена. За всички, които ще слушат, Ники не помни имена. Това не е нищо, нищо. Към никого, просто. Той няма да го разбере, но те, които слушат на български, ще го разберат. Гледай само докато си говори да кажеш какво става, Ерик. Да, е сега в момента пише Waiting for others to join. Ама. Той не се е Не знам, той каза, че сега ще го провери. Вижто е, то е интересно, вижто, тук има 6 минути на някакси говорим на безполезни тематики. Това е много полезно. Това. Да, топ на топ. Да, да. О, аз си не съм на на тераста. Да, гледам, ти избега интернет, че имаш това навик. То е интернет в нас бега навсякъде. Точно е, застани до рутера и гугушка. Е, нема, че тук ще минават край мене. Мога си взема зарядното с мен. А то това са на моят телефон и го записва или ще го качи директно? Ми сега ще разберем, че свършим. Защото да не стане така, че да ми свърши паметта. Ами то и на моя няма стана. Въпреки, че това аудио не би трябвало да е някакво. Ами не би трябвало да е много. За един час 600 мегабайта, най-много. Някакво свръх качество. Но в нашия случай... Не би трябвало да свръх качество, защото иначе няма как да се предава 
Между това. Да, няма може. Това е истина. Няма може си го пращаш онлайн. Не знам сега, сега така ми е много неудобно, че не мога да говоря на висок говорител. Не мога да говориш на висок говорител. Еми да, защото то сега едно по телефона си говорим. А, ми служи слушалките, бе. Аз мисля, че на мен ми казваш, че не ме чуваш хубаво. Това като почне да записва, минава до на това на ухото. Ти го прехвърля автоматично програмата. Така. Почти съм се все тъпнал. Той ми прати нещо, май. Я го ще прати. Ма не, то, защото в началото беше на високо говорител. И изведнъж спря. Ники, я влезла в съобщенията и отвори това неговото. Той прати май инвайт. Влезла в съобщенията. Да, а ето. Хай, Ерик. Итан. Ники е. Хелло. Ники, ако кажеш още и патерик, ще те убия лично. Не ме убивай. Наистина, наистина ми е било. Запиши си го на Лизве. Индиана Джонс. Ето е Джойна. Еми, трудно ми да се движа да си дева листа. Ма той се Джойна и излезе. Че? Написах му. Кажи на страти. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, can you hear us? I can hear you, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a mission, just uh, getting on the call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that should be the topic. What keeps you motivated to keep a call on anchor? <laughs> yeah, what keeps you motivated to do whatever <laughs> actually. So how are you guys yeah. doing? Um pretty amazing. I am a little bit injured. <laughs> yeah. Really what happened? Yeah, we, we we played football and while I was running, my knee just cracked and after that there was terrible pain and it was severe knee, knee something. Ten, no, tendons injury. Ten, something, like something in the knee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that's pretty bad. That's that's nasty. I mean, I'm trying to think. Is this the Winter Soldier I'm speaking to? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> see, see, if it was your arm, your arm would have been alright. But, but but now I'm walking like like Robocop, like uh, a robot. It's like how many movie references can we make now? It's like Winter Soldier, Robocop. I'm I'm just I'm just uh, improved Winter Soldier because the leg is bigger than the arm. <laughs> but he keeps training He's, uh, he doesn't find excuses <laughs> he just go and do it <laughs> really you're still, you're still training like uh, even though you, you're hopping on one leg <laughs> no yeah. hopping no but pull ups with arms yes 
<laughs> Excellent. So, guys, um, what's it like over there? Because right now, obviously, I'm I'm in the UK and it's sunny, and uh, it's it's really strange. Is it sunny over there? Yeah, it's it's a little bit cloudy actually, but the weather good. It's warm. Oh, uh, okay. I think I think I take the sunshine with me when I came on the plane. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. UK, UK and sunny weather, that's something new. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, guys, uh, you wanna, we're going to talk about some motivation today because I think uh, all the listeners will, will probably appreciate that. So what keeps you motivated to do all the workouts and put up with like annoying people like me? <laughs> Nikki, if you want, start first. What? If you want, start first. My maybe favorite things that motivates me the most is the the thing that I improve myself. That every day I'm becoming something better. That's the maybe the most motivated thing in my life because. Before, I was in very bad physical condition. I was pretty fat, and that's terrible because when you're a, a boy, a little boy, and the other kids are very mean. And when you start from the bottom and improve step by step, that's that's the thing that keeps me going on and on and on and on. And that's maybe the my most appreciated motivation yeah actually uh, most people when they exercise whatever we are not talking only about fitness and uh, calisthenics we're talking overall they see only the physical side I mean the people that are not training regularly that are training here and they are just just to try it and they don't like it because they see it as a chore in their daily tasks and um, uh, they don't see this uh, side of where uh, actually the sport builds a bigger uh, character I mean it creates something more than a physical change in you it creates uh, a habit to uh, be more consistent to be more uh, dedicated to uh, different stuff I mean when you see something uh, as a vision, you can make it happen actually by doing uh, small steps every day, and that gives you uh, uh, improvement every single day, and you achieve your dream easier. That's and very true. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you motivated to do what you do? Um. Uh... I'm just trying to think now because what you were saying, it really, really resonated with me because originally before I started my career journey, um, it, I basically started in boxing and boxing was what fixed my mindset when I was an early teen. And uh, the guy who taught me, who, who was my mentor, he basically told me that he said, uh, in order to fix your mindset and to sort of heal like childhood uh, scars and stuff, we're going to work on your body first, which didn't make sense to me, but it does now. And it, it's probably like you said, it's uh, what, the workouts, they influence your your mentality. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. 
because when it gets harder, you continue. And that's something you're not taught in school or something that's, that you can learn only by some physical work or something that you put all your effort into it. Exactly, because a lot of people go, they go, it starts from the mind and then goes to the body. But I think it can be in reverse. I think if you don't have the mindset, but if you start working out and pushing yourself, the mindset will come as a result of that. Yeah, because when you when you work out, you have a physical occurrence of your will because when you when it gets harder you get tired and when you are doing some mind work and you're uh, putting your uh, mind into something you can difference between the uh, fatigue so clearly because in the, in sports you the the fatigue is something that you, you can use as motivation to do more, to improve. Because when you're not doing physical work, it's very hard to to know when you have reached your limit and when you're doing something more or when you're doing something less than normal. Definitely, it's an excellent point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said yeah, because... <laughs> Yeah. I totally agree what he said. Not not the typical <laughs> Russian guy. <laughs> yeah, that was very philosophical. I was shocked. I was like, whoa, this guy is deep today. <laughs> He's really thoughtful. <laughs> um, I mean, if I could add to um, the original question about what motivates me, um, I, I have a very strange habit. What I do is I drive to office buildings sometimes and I, I like to look at the people you know at the end of the work day when they're coming out and see the sort of walking dead look on their face yeah and that motivates me because I used to be like that you know I used to be like a teacher and not doing the things I want to do because obviously you know now I'm working in entertainment and I'm writing and working on things and uh, it's more creative but uh, I still get days where um, you know, you kind of think, oh man, I'm kind of bored in that. And what I do is I, I drive, it doesn't matter what country I'm in, I'll quickly drive to a an office building and see a lot of people come out and, you know, that kind of oh, look on their face. And uh, and that motivates me because I think I don't want to be like that again. You know, I, I want to be more in control of my life. And this is why I push myself hard uh, in all aspects. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I, for I me personally, um, yeah, yeah, talk, talk. Okay, so for me personally, I totally agree with your point of view, but I have something really different, maybe because I'm just uh, when I wake up in the morning, I'm really grateful for the small stuff. I mean, uh, the roof over my head, the head, uh, the health of my family, and that's fine if they are healthy. If I got food in my uh, table, on my plate, uh, if I'm healthy and everything is fine, I can do whatever I want. I mean, I feel like this gives me some kind of an anchor, like uh, workouts. And workouts are when I have a bad day, when I, um, I'm feeling down, when I don't, I don't see um, a good uh, positive outcome of some situations or I got hardships in my life. I just go out and work out. I mean, workouts are my anchor. They give me this uh, push. Like, when I'm working out, I'm, like, 
dopamine levels are just uh, insane. And I feel amazing <laughs> after workout. And after I finish my workout, I'm feeling like I can conquer the whole world. I mean, like, I'm pumped and ready to go. <laughs> I mean, I, I cannot describe it, this feeling. But I'm just grateful. I mean, people are not grateful for the small stuff. They don't appreciate the small stuff first before they... They always aim for this big stuff. I mean, you always have to aim a little bit bigger, but why always you have to see the big house, the watch, the car, um, maybe somebody got a beautiful girlfriend or whatever. But you see always this and you try to find a problem where actually it doesn't have a problem. I mean, if you think about it, a big part of the world are not living like you. I mean, if you have a roof over your head and food and you have a family that supports you in everything you do, you are richer than you think. I mean, it may sound cliche, it may sound crazy, but for me, this really motivates me to keep doing what I do and improve every single day. I mean, <sighs> yeah. No, it doesn't sound uh, cliche at all. I mean, it's it sounds very good and a very healthy way of looking at things. Yeah, um, and to be honest, I I don't disagree, and I, I think in in some ways I do that as well. But um, for me, I, I I maybe it sounds materialistic. I'm not sure, but for me, if I'm not progressing towards something, I feel like I'm regressing. I feel like I'm falling back. I I kind of look at the sea as the way the world is. That you know, like when you're on the sea, you're gonna float in a direction, whether you want to or not. And uh, this is probably why I push so hard to do certain things. But I was listening to your perspective and I thought, that's actually very healthy. It's very good. Yeah. And very materialistic and very bad. <laughs> I'm not saying materialistic uh, is not good. I mean, you gotta, sometimes it's good to have uh, this uh, goal, to have a material thing because you go after it and you achieve something to actually uh, get it. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I'm fine. If that's motivating you, that's completely fine in my opinion. I mean, if you want this car, actually, you got to do the work. I mean, you got to do something to actually achieve this, uh, the money to buy the car. And actually, this for me is okay. I mean, if these things motivate you, that's completely fine. But this is a not ending game if you're going only about uh, off, only uh, after material stuff because... You always want something bigger. I mean, I got these moments too. I mean, I'm not uh, saying only because I'm grateful. That's not the only thing that motivates me. I like uh, to have, uh, for example, a watch. And I try to do everything to buy this watch, actually. I'm not saying this is the right uh, approach. But for me, it's working. So why not? Motivation comes from different sources. So it's absolutely fine, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, I think what really, ch I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I and I'll be honest with the listeners. I used to be very materialistic. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I had, because uh, in 2015 and 2016, I'll, I'll just give the, the, the listeners a little update. In 2015, 2016, I had like problem with health. I had like brain aneurysms. And I had eight near-death experiences, which is eight near-death experiences too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and when I had those, it really changed my view. And I mean, even the reason now, I mean, if anyone check, checks out my Instagram or even some of the chats we have, really what I'm about now is how much 
of an impact can I make on people's lives? Because I think when you leave this world, that's the biggest thing. Like, how many lives did you change? How many people did you inspire to chase their dreams? This is really what. Yeah, something happened. He went out. Maybe this, maybe someone called him. Може си говорим на български сега, защото повече хора най-вероятно са българи. Но си получаваш и окей, според мен. Той сега ще се върне най-вероятно. Ние се представихме в началото, но мога да направим в края, ако дойде той направо, за да не. Или мога да направим докато чакаме, не знам. Еми, давай, ще го представим и ние. Еми, добре, дай представи си ти тогава, ако искаш го представи, аз ще допълвам. Не, аз съм Николай, на 23. Крио Браво от момчето с брадата. That, that's cool. No problem. But I mean, um, I didn't hear your response to what I was saying because obviously I got cut off. But I mean, uh, I'll just quickly reiterate. The reason for me is like my motivation is how many lives have I changed and inspired before I leave this world? That's really my the thing that keeps me going. That's, yeah. that's very noble, noble cause you have. But, but I also, to be honest, have maybe some kind of selfish reason to be motivated because honestly in inside I like the feeling that I'm something better than the others. I I don't know if you feel the same. I'm not sure if it's too selfish to 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 like this feeling but sometimes I like it because I know that there are a lot of people that only complain on the uh, cry over some little stuff and they don't do anything to improve themselves and maybe in this way I'm maybe kind of showing them that they can improve if they want but they have to make the first step and that's also some kind of motivation what do you think I fully agree because uh... It's funny because I was talking about this with a colleague the other day because um, from Disney and I, I was, we were talking about the same thing because uh, here's the thing. People, are, they try and be selfless and society kind of tells us to be like that. But you have to first become selfish and become something before you can become selfless because otherwise what's going to happen is uh, you'll have nothing to give. Um, I mean, a great example is if I told you guys, hey, you know what, I'm going to give away all my food and feed other like the homeless people and that, but I'm not going to eat. You'd say that's a crazy plan and it's going to lead to like big problems. Uh, whereas emotionally, that's what people are doing. They give, give, but before they give, they haven't built themselves up. So selfishness, if, if you have selfishness to make yourself a better person, I think it's good because then when you are a better person, you're able to be selfless at that point. So I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say, uh, to be and uh, to make other people happy, first you have to be happy. I mean, 
You cannot yeah. give something that you don't have. I mean, how you can give back if you don't have it, actually? First, create something in yourself. I mean, that's what works for me. I mean, I create the best thing for me. I make sure my position is I'm happy, I'm positive, I'm motivated, and I can spread this. I mean, that's how I, it works for me. I mean, that's it. I mean... Yeah, when 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 he's angry and when he's bitter, he's totally unable to spread any motivation. I can assure you guys that this is the truth. I'm not saying I'm perfect. That's not the case. I mean, But... I got these moments. I'm just a human being. I got these moments, and I just uh, oh, do whatever only, I want. Only God can judge you. <laughs> when someone has when someone has the last slice of pizza, he's a very different guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's become a big battle, actually. <laughs> actually, he's eating really slow. He was eating really slow, and when we started um, ordering the same pizza, uh, he started eating in the time being faster because he saw that while he was eating uh, two or three slices, I was like eating six. And he was like, <laughs> oh my God, I gotta catch up. <laughs> this dude is eating too much pizza. <laughs> so now and he's eating much, much, much faster. That's, <laughs> that's the law of a jungle. <laughs> and it, it's it's funny guys I, you know, for all the listeners out there I've I've eaten with these guys and they are like machines it's like scary <laughs> they don't eat the food I think they just inhale the food <laughs> we, we, we liquefied it <laughs> oh my god that's oh. that's that's new new invention in the winter soldier automatic inhaler of food going back to the subject uh, before we start talking about food too much <laughs> um, to be honest I think what we're really addressing is balance because all three of us we've, we've come from uh, different perspectives you know and um, I think in life people they kind of pick one camp Like they're too materialistic or they're too humble or they're too selfish or they're too selfless. But I think the key is to embrace all of it. If you, That's the best way to live is that you have to be a little bit selfish as well as selfless and humble but materialistic. Because the thing is, if you're not materialistic, you can't live in this world anyway because we live to not be materialistic and live in a materialistic world, you know, You, yeah. you kind of got in in yeah. the end, in the end you have to eat that's that's the the truth yeah unfortunately yeah um so it's really in my view it's finding that balance uh and for me uh my motivation is like i always make these big ridiculous plans that um and the weird thing is i when, when i speak to people um if they don't laugh at me or kind of smirk at my plans i feel like they're not big enough um it sounds, sounds a bit weird but i go and make these big plans and then i go and make it a reality and what motivates me is like uh, basically achieving crazy goals and yeah you're, uh, you're proving yourself yeah i mean if you think about it like i come from a very very small place like 
a place called Milton Keynes in England where nobody really goes anywhere. Nobody does anything. And I came out with this dream that, you know what? I want to be like this Hollywood writer. And technically it's a stupid dream. And people actually told me, and I'm, I'm saying people in school, like teachers said, Ethan, that's a stupid dream. Um, and when you get that, it can off can be off-putting or it can drive you. It depends. Everything people throw at you, whether it's negative or positive, how you process it makes all the difference. I just processed it as fuel, whereas some people would have processed it as like arrows to the heart. So that's one thing I think is very important is how you process. See, positivity is easy. When, when people are encouraging you, anything is easy, but... It's that negativity. How are you gonna How are you gonna deal with it? And uh, that makes all the difference of whether people go anywhere or not. What do you think? Most actually, most parents are trying to protect their kids from um, hardships, trying to keep their kids away from the harsh part of life. And if that is done too much. It becomes a problem uh, later on in their uh, adulthood because they they, they, they have life. They haven't met no any hardships in their life. Their I mean, life they meet. Per- they actually they meet hardships. That's uh, everybody does. Even though your parents are all protecting you and trying to do everything for you, that's okay. But when you go out and try to do on your own something, and life punch you in the face. <laughs> that's when you know the shit got real. <laughs> I mean, that's a completely different uh, moment in your life when you gotta realize that everything depends on you and you gotta take control of everything you're doing. You gotta rethink everything you have been taught and see how you can make it work in your own way. I mean, I see it like this because uh, I see this uh, example a lot and i'm a little i don't know it's a little bit strange for me uh in some point it's good that parents are trying to protect their kids because they know what their childhood was but actually this is uh, doing a bad uh, favor to their kids for later on because they cannot figure out life i mean they figure it out but in the hard way i mean i'm not saying always it's true yeah, but that, most that... of the times that that subject is very difficult to to work with because there are always two sides of the coin and there are parents who maybe come from the very bad neighborhoods they know what's happening there and they're li- really trying to protect their children from na- narcotics and stuff like this alcohol drugs things yeah, like exactly. this yeah and in their trying to protect their kids from this stuff, they're make they're uh, making them damage. They're inflicting them damage to them in order to protect them. Because and that that's very difficult to to judge them for this. Because on one side you you don't want your kid to be uh, drug dealer or something like this in any case. And on the other side, you want your kid to be able to uh, deal with its problems alone. And what what are you doing? You have to be some somewhere in the middle. And sometimes it's very difficult to be in the middle. 
And that's a mistake that a lot of parents are doing, in my opinion. It is, no, it's very, it's a very tricky subject, but because um, I, I think, like you're saying, that people, are, the parents are doing it out of love. Yes. Uh, but unfortunately, the problem is, well, if, if you want to do it out of love, think about it. When when a kid is a baby, and when they first introduce uh, solids, solid food. Now, it has to be done gently when it's done. It does make the kid feel a bit sick, gives them upset stomach, but it's the only way to build their immunity and to yeah. get them used to things. And unfortunately, that's, it's the same thing in life because, uh, you know, you have to let sometimes a kid, when he's learning to walk, you have to let him fall down and then learn to stand up because if he doesn't do that, he's not going to get anywhere. And unfortunately, um, I think too many people, it's like wrapping a blanket around someone and uh, they're not allowing their kids to develop into strong individuals. And unfortunately, in the, in the world that we live in, if you're not strong, uh, you're going to become some kind of victim in some sense. Maybe not physically, but probably emotionally. Um, so it, it's, it, I, I understand why parents do it. But then if they're, they're only looking at the short term. If they look at the long term and think, if I overprotect my kid, uh, when they're an adult, they're going to have problems, then maybe they won't do that. But I think it's a short-term thinking versus long-term thinking issue. What do you think? I think uh, parents got to teach their kids that everything they want, they can have it, actually. They got to motivate them and let them do whatever they want. And when they fail or maybe succeed, they got to support them in both situations. I mean, they got to teach their kids that everything they want, if they earn it, it's okay. I mean, that's how you get things in life. You got to teach them a simple principles. I mean, you don't have to let your kids teach only from school. Because school, they <laughs> teach you some uh, basic stuff that most of it, you won't even use it in your entire life. But that's fine. We all got to have this knowledge. I'm okay with that. But you got to teach your kid that there is something more than just school because uh, you got to earn by yourself. I like this quote. Uh, formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. I mean, this. I live by this. I mean, if you don't learn by yourself, you cannot learn only by uh, school or university or anything. I mean... That's my opinion. Maybe I got a little bit off topic. <laughs> also, also, no, no. also about motivation, the parents uh, play a huge role in your view of motivation. Because even if you don't realize it, maybe 60 to 70 percent your, uh, your mentality is like your parents' mentality. You don't realize it. But I have a living example. I have a close friend of mine, a girl, and her father is very overprotective. And by meaning overprotective, he is a maniac. He doesn't, she's 23 years old. He doesn't let her go out when it's dark. He only let us uh, be with her boyfriend. Stuff like this. He's uh, uh, checking her where she's on the GPS on her phone, she's being chased. And her boyfriend is 
exact copy of her father's. He's total maniac like her father, and he's doing the uh, absolutely same thing. And in my point of view, that's something that's totally unacceptable, but she accepted. And that's only because your parents are uh, uh, teaching you or by living with them, you're going to do the exact same thing that they're doing. Although you may not realize it, maybe you think that it's your own opinion, but this thing play a totally huge role. And if your parents are proving that they're hardworking, that they're going to do something, and it's very important to stand for yourself, to stay for your word and stuff like that, when you grow up, you're going to be totally fine man or girl, or I don't know, but that, in my opinion, plays a huge role in your mentality and your motivation and your hardworking and etc. and etc. Actually, you cannot blame this kind of people because they never saw the other side. I mean, they see only one thing and that's right for them because they don't see anything else. I yeah, mean, I, I don't blame her. I don't blame, I don't speak personally. I, I want to say that the, if there are parents that are listening to us, you have to realize that your kid is going to do maybe exactly the same as what are you doing, even if it doesn't seem like this in the moment. But one day, one time, the mentality will be very similar to your own. And if you're proving to be lazy, if you're proving to be bad with your kids, the same is going to be with them, with their kids, and so on. I think everybody can change. I mean, in some point, most people, for unfortunately, most people change only when something extremely bad happens in their life. I mean, when everything is going great, when everything is perfect, when you see that uh, your life is okay, you, uh, you have everything you want, I mean, maybe not everything materialistically, but everything you want right now, you're living a good life, you can hang out with friends, you can just, you have free time and everything is fine. You're creating this spot in a comfort zone where you, you, you just don't need to go out. I mean, you don't need to go out to this comfort zone because you lived your whole life there and you don't want to push yourself, you don't want to stay a little bit later in the night to do some something for yourself you don't need that i mean you just don't see the different picture because you were uh, raised in uh, some way you lived by this uh not a long time maybe if you're a teenager or even a 20 something years old but you didn't see another another point of view you you don't accept it because you were raised that way i mean that's it yeah because um i I think a lot of people what it is they like you said what they see when growing up that's what they deem as that's normal like the girl in question uh i've actually seen the similar things uh, quite a few times where in a way it's not just normal for that person she views Oh, father was protective, probably because he cared about me, which is not healthy. But unfortunately, that's her perspective. And then she's like, oh, the boyfriend does that. So that's okay as well. And unfortunately, she'll probably carry on like that until 
she gets self-aware, which a lot of people, they're not self-aware or they never will be. And like uh, a good point there was when a tragedy happens, that normally wakes people up. Up until that point, you're, I would call it, it's like you're unhappy, but you're tolerably unhappy. It's like you can get by, but when some shit happens and everything kind of like goes into a spin, that's normally when, if you're lucky, you'll become self-aware and then, then you can change. Otherwise people, that's why people, a lot of people don't change. Yeah. Whenever something bad happened, you have to have this moment for yourself where you just stop and ask yourself how you can change it what i'm doing wrong and because this really shakes you and you see that something is not going okay here and my life is not the way i want it i gotta change something maybe this is a click because a small percentage of people are actually changing when they see a progression i mean when you do good you don't want to change i mean you're fine if your job is paying you more than you want and you're saying fine okay i don't want to change i don't want more i don't want more and you're fine with it but the best stuff are definitely the big factor here that is actually changing your life entirely it flips your whole world around exactly um it's funny because uh, I-, I was thinking about uh, what you were saying and I think for me personally because some people they say to me oh Ethan how come you're, you're such a motivating sort of person and blah 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 and I think what it is because I had so many bad things happen you know like I faced homelessness as a kid and then later on I lost my fiance uh, as, and then after that I've had like uh, near-death experiences and brain aneurysms and the thing is I didn't have a choice like Either I could let life drown me or I could learn to swim by be, like mo- learning how to motivate myself and adapting to change. Cause that's another thing Like people don't adapt to life. And I think life happens to them as opposed to them happening to life. Exactly. Does that make sense? Cause that's one thing I've, I've really developed. I, I own my day. I own my life. I own my week. Whereas a lot of people, they're just like, they're just getting by and then they wonder why they can't get anywhere. Exactly. If we speak about uh, the people right now, we are speaking most uh, mostly about people that want to change something. Because if you're okay with your life and you are happy with it, that's fine. I mean, that's completely fine. You don't have to be the richest guy in the world. You don't have to do great stuff. If you are fine with your life, you are happy, and you are not whining, that's fine. You are winning in life. But if you whine, and the whole weekend you're watching House of Cards and play uh, <laughs> Fortnite and all these kind of crazy games. Why are you whining and you're not doing anything? Okay, you're working 9 to 5. Because and you're it's whining. easy. Yeah, it's easy to work 9 to 5 and come home and watch the whole series of uh, Game of Thrones. It's easy. And whine that life only is... Uh, uh, happening for the lucky one, for the people that are given stuff. That's that's uh, finding excuses. That's always easy, and that's implemented in human beings from their birth. I mean, you try to find a problem where there is actually no problem. <laughs> that's the crazy <laughs> thing. You are not doing anything, and you are whining. 
how this uh, guy have a car, how this guy have a, this big house. And, he were given and, this. And that's yeah. very interesting behavior of the human brain because human tends to never uh, be in fault. They never they never try to look the mistake in themselves. And that's I think that's even something in bio on biological level. Because never maybe ninety percent of the people will never try to look the problem in themselves rather somewhere else the first thing that they will try to do is looking for to their their maybe will try to involve someone else in their problems rather than just try to solve them themselves or maybe accept that they're in fault or they're mis- mistaken and so on so yeah i like to uh to view uh in a diff- a little bit liver- different direction, I like to say that everything is my fault. I mean, whatever happens in my life, somebody screws me over. It's my fault that I let him do that. Uh, I'm and I don't know for different examples, but when something happens in your life, you are late. You are I don't know. You are buying something. You are I don't know whatever. Absolutely everything that is happening in your life, it's your fault. You know why it's your fault? Because when it's your fault, you can change it. Because you are in control. Because when you blame somebody, you give them uh, the control of the situation. And you cannot change it. And you actually never change it. Because it's it's not your fault. When it's your fault, you can change it. I see it like that. Maybe it's wrong, but I go by this. I totally, totally agree with this point of view. People, people like to say it's not my fault and tend to not do anything else because it's not their fault. Exactly. I, it, it's I, funny. I, I, I missed the bus in the morning. It's not my fault. The bus was <laughs> two minutes earlier. No, the fault is yours and you have to be two minutes earlier on the bus in order to <laughs> never skip it. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I completely agree. It's a funny thing. You know, you were saying, if, is that a wrong perspective? I was like, if it is, then I'm living my life wrong. Uh, because I'm doing the same thing. I, it's taking ownership. If something goes wrong, if you take ownership for it, it gives you infinite power. It really, really does. And that's the secret because the thing as I've met, um, you know, a lot of what we call like, you know, high achieving individuals, and they all shame the same, uh, share the same mindset that if anything goes wrong it's their fault as well as if anything goes right whereas the average person something goes right they want to claim responsibility something goes wrong they start pointing fingers and when you start pointing fingers they don't realize the more fingers you point the more you're giving away uh the power that you have in your own life and and that's something that is uh uh that's Oh, what's the word? <laughs> the word <laughs> for what? No way. Uh, what word? Huge, huge people, people that make big impact in the world. Influencers. <laughs> no, no, no influencers. <laughs> like, like, like world leaders, something like this. Okay. Okay. Uh, th- this is a st- uh, straight in the mindset of these world leaders. And I don't know if you know, but Hitler, Hitler, even though it is a very bad person, pe- person who killed millions of people, in, in the end, he was a leader and he was a 
terribly good leader and the whole population adored him, even if you don't know this. He was really the, persuasive, actually. Yeah, the, the, Germans very, loved him, the, the, the Germans loved him while he was in charge. And uh, in the beginning, while he was trying to uh, be in in lead of the country, he there were uh, uh, elections about the president. And he was in these elections. And he lost two times the elections. And he was so desperate that he was in fault that he didn't win the elections that he wanted to kill himself. Do you know what kind of uh, blame and self self-acceptance that he is in fault? Is this because uh, after after that in the end he won the elections he became chancellor of germany but that was after a lot of work and he for example he was doing five uh, at least five times a day uh, speeches in the masses of people and that's something He tried to implement the rule of the crowd, actually. He was uh, talking and he was so charming and he was so persuasive. No, 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 no. I don't don't talk about uh, his politic view. I talk about his hard work. Even though he was a bad person, he was totally hardworking. And he was... uh, And this... uh, uh, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he knew how to achieve his uh, uh, goals. Actually, he did everything he had to do. I I, I was trying to make connection between uh, the thing that you accept your fault and the thing that he lost two elections and he wanted to kill them. Himself. You don't have to be crippled by failure, actually. He was obviously motivated to go even harder the next time. That's it, the point. He was motivated. And, and the thing is, like, he, he was a... Because you, ha- it's weird because obviously he'd done terrible things, but you have to admire the drive, as you were saying, to go from where he was uh, to get to the point where he came, you know, how... Even when we talk, it probably takes work. Having influence people, he's probably working on everything, in uh, in every sense. And when failing, responsibility and like you said, taking it like uh, to heart that he wants to almost kill himself. At the same time, he was not letting that cripple him. He was going forward. And pursuing, and like you know, he he, he achieved a lot. Of uh, I'm just thinking, what if he was in the modern day with social media as well? Uh, it's kind of scary if you think about it. If he was modern day, he'd probably do even uh, probably influence even more people. No, oh, definitely, definitely, <laughs> that's true. I think we got a little bit off topic, a little bit. A little bit, but it's kind of linked. It's it's a little bit off topic, but I think it's, it has a link to it. Yeah, but... it popped up in my mind something, very, a very good point, actually. When everybody doubts you, I mean, in the beginning when you try to do something a little bit different than your usual daily tasks, and uh, everybody 
maybe not everybody, but only your parents are supporting you, and everybody around you is doubting you, saying, "Nah, you're not good enough. You're you're not for this and stuff like this." Uh, most people are discouraged. I don't know why. I mean, it's normal to be discouraged when you see no results, everybody is against you, and you just don't feel like, for real, this is for you. Even though you see it, because I like to say that you are not given a dream without the power to achieve it, actually. I mean, I think, I, mean, I don't know, I live by this. But my point here is, uh, you got to use your doubters, your um, even haters, we can say, as a fuel, actually, to do, to do more and achieve your goals and prove them wrong. And prove, and the most important thing here is, because everybody is trying to prove everybody wrong, you got to prove you, uh, everybody wrong, but you got to prove the people that support you, that they are, were right to support you. Because this is the bigger power for me. The people that support you, they got to be the bigger power, not the doubters. The, the people that support you are actually proving them right. I mean, that's a little bit tricky, but for me, that's how it works. <laughs> but then if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Exactly. Because, um, I mean, it's funny because, you know, we, we've mentioned a few times about, like, family supporting and things like that. I mean, growing up, um, you know, I'm not, I don't want anyone to get a violin out here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, literally I had like nothing from family, no one. And that conditions you. It's a bit like, you know, when you're learning to fight and you get used to taking a punch, whereas someone who hasn't been punched before, they can't handle it. Or even when you're doing weights, you, you condition your body. And I just became conditioned to not let the criticism in. And it's the same now. Uh, I see a lot of people, you, you give them criticism, they'll fold, they'll give up. And I won't, but it's like you were saying with uh, with your haters. See, one thing I notice here, uh, this, this is on topic, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one thing I noticed is, you know your attention. Your attention is a very, very powerful thing in life. And whatever you give your attention to, you give that power. Now, it's like, you know, people even have a saying, pay attention. Because you are, if you think about it, you're paying with your own energy and power uh, your attention. And unfortunately, people look at the negative things. And what happens is whatever you put your attention on, that will grow. It's like it will always grow. So therefore, what I try and do is I starve negative people or negative things of my attention i'm not i don't ignore it i know it's there but i just don't focus on it and i focus on the positive things now i know it sounds yeah it's kind it's of not like, it's not it's not worth spending energy on something like this it, it's kind of unnecessary there but, is only yeah. that, there is no positive things about paying attention to uh, the negativity you have to just let it be and keep going. That, we are saying it way too easy. But imagine you are a 22-year-old male and you got friends from your childhood, but they are negative and they are your best friends. What do you do then? I really want to know. What would you do then? Would you, I was that. <laughs> would you kick them out of your life? 
or what? I mean, how you are going to approach? I mean, how you, because most people will say, how, how to live my best buddy? How to do that? How would you do it? See, I can, I can tell you from personal experience, I have been in that situation um, in my teens and in my 20s. And, you know, even now I've come across, and unfortunately you have to delete those people from your life. Not straight away, not like a crazy, crazy guy. I mean, speak to them, tell them that, look, there's this thing that you're doing is a bit negative. Can you stop it? If they refuse to do it, then you, you have to remove them. And people would be like, it's not right. But I'm like, well, is it right to suffer? Because you're going to suffer in your life because of the result if you keep people like that. Okay, let's, in your say, life. Okay, let's say that uh, we kick uh, our friends from our life. But how would you approach the situation if we say that your brother is the negative person what would you do then i would not speak to him i mean this is way too extreme i mean your family let's say what <laughs> I, i mean that's too extreme can, can, How would can you i pick? can can i say something in this? yeah <laughs> okay uh, usually in our country there is a saying that you need to pay respect to your elders I don't know if it's like this in England or in America. but Yes, we have that. Yeah, but here it's like this. But I'm totally against this because no one deserves your respect just by being old or just by being anything. They have to, uh, uh, to win it. They have to do something in order to win your respect. And To earn, earn your yeah, to earn your respect. And if you and if your brother, for example, is someone who doesn't support you, someone who only thinks that you won't do anything in your life and stuff like this, will you have to give your uh, respect and your acceptance to this person even though he is your brother? What I, because I, I I know that the blood relationship is something very strong, but but I don't think that it's the most important thing because there are a lot of people that have awful brothers, awful parents, and stuff like this. And do you have to accept these people even though they're awful, only because they're your relatives? Personally, I I would probably be considered ruthless because I don't accept people just on the sake of, oh, they're my relatives, so they should have uh, X, Y, Z of my respect. I'm like, everyone should earn my respect. And at the same point, I need to earn their respect. You know, I can't go, oh, I'm, I'm going to act like an idiot and people should respect me. It doesn't. It's a, it's a two-way street. And uh, don't get me wrong, like, if... When I say, uh, like, if, if a family member is uh, too negative and I won't speak to them, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm hating them. It just means I'm just not giving them the same time and attention I would to anyone else because if I do, it doesn't help me and it's certainly not going to help them. It's not constructive because family or not, everyone is human and everyone is a person. And being a family member doesn't give you special rights, in, in my view. You know, it doesn't make you an angel. Like, they can still be good and bad people, family or not. So, therefore, I'm very ruthless with the people I spend time with. So, if they're not positive, uh, then I will give them less of my time. It's it's just that simple, really. Yeah, but you won't kick them out of your life. And, uh, I mean, 
you're just going to see them, for example, on Christmas and Easter and... <laughs> then, not even then. <laughs> no, that's too much, I think. I mean, they're at least your brother. I mean, brother or sister, and you cannot just leave them alone. I mean, and never see them again. You can, but... So be, care be careful, guys. Like, you know, don't be negative. <laughs> <laughs> We won't do another podcast. Otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I mean I'm not saying here's the thing like in life there is no right or wrong exactly. way it, it, whatever gets you to where you want to go like whatever everyone has different destinations and goals and there's not it's not right or wrong it's just an expression and for me personally I I live the way I live but I don't say it's the right way and if people disagree with it I'm like you know what totally Um, I totally respect that because the, I think the only way I live the way I do is just because of my experiences. It's the same with all of us. Um, I, I mean, I think you guys probably have had a good experience growing up, probably better than myself going by what you're saying. And that's why it's formed your opinions. And my opinions are formed from where I had to kind of stand on my own two feet very quickly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I cannot... Uh... Yeah, we we know why you are describing it to us, but we never live through this kind of life-changing event. Yeah, that's the thing, because we, we can always uh, empathize and sympathize, but until you've gone through it, it's like I, I used to be the same. If someone said they've lost their partner, they've passed away, I would like give my condolences and feel bad for them. But until it actually happened to me when I lost my fiance then you know what that pain is like. And then if someone speaks to you, then you can view that differently. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I think that's why it's important to always respect people's opinions and their views on things. And here's, here's another thing. You know, too many people pick too many faults with other people. And I'm like, while you're doing that, you're not making any progress in your own life. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, I didn't hear what did you say. That's okay. I, I was saying that I think too many people, they're too busy picking faults with other people's views, opinions, and the way they live their life, as opposed to making progress in their own life. Because wh while you're doing that, you're not making any progress in your own life. Does that make sense? Because we, we, we only have a certain amount of time and attention. So wherever we use it, that's what you're going to get back. Yeah, you got to create your own rea reality. You gotta see what other people are doing, learn from them, um, and you can take full responsibility for everything in your life and just live it. I mean, it's yours. It's uh, just once and do whatever you want, but don't complain. You take your own choices and just go after it. And that's it. I mean, that's my opinion. 100%. 100%. I'm you on that. Um, I mean... What what advice would you guys have um, to anyone if they came to you and they said that they, they can't motivate themselves to achieve their goals, whether it's physical goals or career goals, what advice would you give? I would recommend them to truly go into their goal, to truly think over their goal, because if it's really, if they really can't find motivation to do something, maybe the goal is not the right goal. Or maybe the perspective that you're looking to this goal is not the right. 
or maybe this is something that it's uh, someone else wants for you and you don't want. For example, some people go into university only to be into university, not because they want to study. And that's very difficult yeah, for them. I think first you gotta believe in yourself. I mean, if you don't believe in yourself, you cannot start your journey towards this goal. Uh, second, you gotta really be ready to sacrifice for this goal because it won't come easy. I mean, it may be a small goal, but you will have to sacrifice a little bit of time at least. You gotta be willing to work and don't be afraid to go after it. Uh, don't uh, try to be perfect because at the beginning it won't be perfect, but you can improve it through the time being. Also, also it depends on the person because if it's person who have met hardships, who know how to do hard work, he's able to do even more hard work. But if you were going the easy way all your life, for me, you have to start from the small steps to improve the small things and not go and not jump into the huge goal I mean, from the beginning. The because... person that fails a lot, he's, he knows what failing feels like. He knows what exactly feels like and he is not afraid to go back to it because he's failure anyway right now. Why not try to do something else? Why not try to be a winner? And if it fails, it fails. He's, become, he's getting back to the same place. And he tries again. And if he wins, it's fine. If not, he's coming back again at the start. And he can do it over and over because he knows what it feels like to be a, a failure. And he tried to improve every single time. Because the first time when you fail, it's a little bit shaky. I mean, it's a little bit demotivating. And everything is uh, just a little bit hectic. And you are afraid that everybody is going to say, ha, you are a failure. I mean, and that's the biggest uh, uh, fear of people, that other people are going to say, you are a failure. They are afraid of that. Uh, at least what I saw, what I'm seeing in the society. It's an utile. Енкър му каза, че не му е добро виждането за нещата. Обаче аз почвам много сериозно. Да, трябва и прекаляваме, може би, с времето, сега като дойде ще му кажем, защото ние ще изчерпаме всека една тема. Да, защото пак ние. Ще изчерпаме всека една тема и другия път какво ще си говорим. Сега точно това ще му кажа, защото. Ние хубаво ще изговориме всичко, ще е 10 часа подкаста, ама въпросът е, че някой трябва да го слуша. Да, хубаво ще го слушате, али няма режим нищо и това ще е най-забавно, защото е са Ники е гладен. Ники е гладен човек, какво е прави? Сега почва се ядосва, аз го усещам. Само Ники, дай сега като затвориш да не изтриеш подкаста, че тогава ще стана гладен. <laughs> Чакаме Итан за финални... Ето, мог... Мога ли да го изтрия въобще? Ми, сигурно можеш, не знам. Това е първият път. Това... Хората ще чуят всяко едно нещо в момента. Не е казано, че 
който слуша, дали някой ще стигне до тук, който е стигнал, съм му искрено благодарен, че стигнал до 71-та минута, 72-та почти. Това наистина е чест. Направо. Почти стига на края на втората. <laughs> Сега като дойде Итна, ще му кажем финални думи. Пред... По-скоро се представяме. Леко само някои думи за себе си да каже. Защото ние казахме, че... Аз казах май, че съм Виктор, нали? Или не? Е, нищо се повторя, аз съм Виктор Борисов, ще кажа. Какво правим? Учиме в ФМИ и двамата. Да, звънна ми телефона, но разбира се, аз затворих. Той явно и на него му звънни телефона, защото го киква. Мене кикна ли ме са? Uh, да, да мисъл, аз за това набързо, много бързо, шлах, много бързо реагирах. Какво говорих? А да, обичаме да тренираме. Ако наистина някой е стигнал до тук, може да знам абсолютно всякакви въпроси в Facebook, в Facebook, в Instagram, в къде друга. Значи тук да пусна един истарек, за който е стигнал до 73-та минута. Да кажа, че хода в Турция и ще качвам неща от Турция. И ще е лайв. Това го прави аккаунтабъл. Ще прави лайв. Но ако и има лайв, сега ще гледам да направя след като качиме подкаст, сигурно ще направим лайв в Инстаграм. 30 минути. Което, което ми напомня, да те питам дали може да вземем фотоапарат. Тук ли трябва да питам са хората? Да, имам фотоапарат, с който, с който правим снимките. И много скоро ще видите едно видео. Да, защо не? Те хората трябва да знаят, че ние сме човешки И ние правим нормални работи. И че на нас нещо ми е дадено. И че трябва да си помагаме един на други. Иначе да, няма как. Трябва. Какво говорех? Обичаме, обичаме четеме за хранене. За трениране. За да четеме за хранене, да се храним. Мотивация. Цяло. Не знам. Каквото ви дойде като идеи. Дори някакви лични въпроси. Каквото искате питате. Няма проблем. Итан, не знам какво направи, но ако не дойде, ще трябва Ако не дойде до 78-та минута, ще приключиме подкаста по този начин. Ще, ще обидим на туспа. И... Ще вкараме го. <laughs> Малко тъпоти в подкаста да има, но те такива свободни разговори си харесват по принцип на хората. Еми да, то не може да се да, смисъл... постоянно, защото то според мен няма да изглежда легитимно, ако си сериозен. Да, като имаме предвид, че това не е първият подкаст, че го правим за първи път, мисля, че се получи доста добре. Не сме писали никаква тема. Темата беше директно от Итан, буквално. Ние не сме го чували преди това, само се оговаряхме за подкаста, всичко дойде на момента. В смисъл, нищо не е писано на листа, нищо не е сценирано. Нищо, нищо просто дойде на момента, както излезна така. Имаше най-вероятно грешки в това, което сме говорили, най-вероятно на няколко места. Имаше никити, аз чух някъде се обмеша и аз най-вероятно съм говорил глупости. Но. Еми, за нещастие, тук таме малко ми бягат някакви думи Еми... на английски и не ми идват веднага. Ама... Да, бе, да, и на мен, това е нормално сега. Няма я да. Виж, Итан замазва положението. Той е къв, той е сценарист ли беше, чай, че на български Карина Райтър. Еми да, мисля, че... Да, ето ние ще го представим, бъде. очевидно, защото той няма да дойде. Май, като гледаме, той е нали, бил сценарист за Дисни, Warner Bros., Marvel, Lucasfilm сега правят, 
някакъв проект. Какво друго? Хокан друго. А от Англия е. За Марвел описал някакви неща. Да, го казах. Живее по роден е в Англия. А... Но живее в Америка. Да, преместил се там на 20 нещо. Колко? 7-7 години мисля, че живял в Америка. Да, май, да. Беше дошъл в България да снимат някакъв проект с Дисни и Лукас Филмс. Сега пак е в Англия с някакви проекти правят, не знам точно, не мога да ви кажа. И съвсем случайно срещахме в Инстаграм. Той ни писа. Срещнахме с първата среща. Беше колко час беше? 5-6? Колко беше? Много, в смисъл. Да, около 5-6 часа беше. Да, не, не мога да кажа точно колко. Ние очаквахме да. по-бързо да свършим, дори той ни каза, че <laughs> е, очаквахме 20 минути да си ходиш, защото не е знал, че може да си вържи една дума с нас, нали, което беше. Сигурно е нормално. От Инстаграма да си го мислиш, ама. Фодро. <laughs> не знам, Фодро му каза. По-обичаш Ники да правиш свободно си време. Кажи нещо. Имаш още малко. Еми, в свободното си време... Аре, до 80-та минута Йо... да го закръглива. Да, е. <laughs> Ей, обичам да чета, ако си намеря някаква интересна книга. Обичам да излизам навън, обичам да говоря с хора. Ако комуникативен социален, не като мен. Еми, Аз съм комуникативен, но не обичам толкова излизането. Значи, честно, честно казано, при мен е даже понякога път явно. В момента до такава степен се е стигнал, че просто не мога да стоя на едно място. Най- и когато стоя на едно място и направи А, да, обичаме футбол и различни някакви такива спортове. И сега специално, сега както съм, имам проблем с кръка и това, че не мога да съм навънка дълго време, ми е много сериозен проблем. Да, той има някакви разтегнати сухожилия, най-вероятно, или сериозно изключване в коляното. Ние това май го казахме. Какво друго правим? Нещо, Ники, да добавиш. Имаме две минути. Какво да кажем? Нещо друго. Като цяло обичаме неща, в смисъл стига нещо, което правим да ни е интересно, сме готови да направим повечето неща. В смисъл, дали е физическа, дали е някаква умствена работа. Да, няма проблем. Това, това не, не е смисъл. Нашите дейности не се не приключат с това просто да тренираме. Смисъл, това, това не е единствено нещо, което правим. Мисъл, така, така, може би започнаха нещата, но не е единственото нещо. Да, смисъл. Еми, Ники, имаме минута и 20 секунди. Айде да измислим някакъв разговор. Нормален. Днес тренирахме, въпреки че той е контузен. Продължава да тренирам, чето наистина се гордея с него. А... Да... Малко по-трудно се случват нещата, ама. Ги... Да, това е един от проектите от подкаста, един от проектите, над които работим. Скоро време се надявам да видите абсолютно всяко едно нещо. Значи аз принципно съм си предвидил, в крайна сметка искаме да направим сайт. Не, 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 стоп, 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 стоп. Сега няма издаваме всичките тук. Нека да има малко драма. Това е първият проект. Да има драма. Това е подкаста. Той става реално днес. За другите неща, когато нещо е готово, защото не искам да го хайфаме преди това, преди да не стане точно както го виждаме, но над няколко неща различни работиме. Единият проект е доста голям. С... Аз ще ти кажа, Ники, за какво ти говоря. Не, надали се сещаш в момента. 
Не бе, аз предполагам, че не, съм... не, не искам да издавам. Да, не да Един е много голям и ще отнеме много, доста време и много търсене трябва. Другия горе-долу може да бъде постигнат в реално време. И ще видим, какво ти излезе. Пробвам различни работи и се надяваме скоро време да мога да ги представим и да дадем максимално а, количество полезна информация за вас, която ще може да използвате в във вашия живот и в вашето ежедневие, нещо, което е практично и полезно. Това е. Ако имате някакви въпроси, можете, или бъдещи теми, които искате да говорим, защото главно ще говорим най-вероятно на английски, защото Итан говори на английски, а, пишете ни ги дори на български, не пишете темата, ние ще, на... ще проведем, не е проблем. Правявате желание и двамата също може да направим само подкаст. Това не е да, може да направим и само ние двамата, това не е проблем. Ако имате някаква специфична тема, винаги може да сме отворени да говорим. Не? Даже ако някой от вас проявява желание, сме готови да може би да ви включим в подкаста. О, да. Може си да, да си свалите приложението Anchor, Anchor и оттам да се свържете с нас и може да измислим нещо. Да. Това отворени сме към, приложе, а, към предложения, така че много се радваме, че слушате нашия първи подкаст. Наистина сме горе, че го направихме реалност. И надяваме се да има втората част на подкаста. Втора, втора, какво? втора част? Абе, ние как кръстихме подкаста? Чакай малко. Не знам. Добре, ще го обсъдим с Ситан. Първият е... Първия подкаст. Значи... Стиска, стискайте палци, като спра подкаста, да не объркам нещо и да го изтрия. Е, те, какво да стискат палци, ако го изтрия, ще няма да чуят нищо. Еми, добре. Добре. Значи, Ники, това. Ми... Благодарим отново за който е стигнал до тук. Да. Това наистина е чест. И се надяваме да се видим в следващия епизод на нашия подкаст, който най-вероятно ще изберем име тогава. А, чао на всички. Чао, чао.